0: Hello, and welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White, and today I have a special guest with me. um, It's a dear friend of mine. Her name is Rochelle. She's of the Intuitive Soul, and she has agreed to come and to chat with us today. So, welcome. Thank you. And um, I guess we should start from the beginning. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about... How, how, how did okay? First of all, how did we meet?
1: A reading. I came to you after my mom passed.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> um, tell me about that. So, when you came, were you? What were you expecting, or what was your kind of like? How were you feeling at that time?
1: Um, I think I was ready to vomit when I walked in your door. I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember halfway through having to pee really bad. And you were like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I have to pee, but I don't want to lose the connection because I didn't understand at that time how it all worked."
0: Yeah. And you were like,
1: "It's okay, we can stop. She's still gonna be here when you get back."
0: Well, I don't even remember that. That's so funny.
1: Oh my gosh, that totally sticks out in my mind because I laugh at myself now. Now yeah. understanding how energy works and how silly that was.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so you were kind of nervous. You were nervous. Oh, you- I was
1: so nervous
0: nervous that she might not come through nervous that she might
1: not come through that you wouldn't be able to give me things that really um, made me believe it was her
0: uh-huh
1: I honestly was pretty skeptical
0: <laughs> really I didn't see I didn't really remember that I just remember like sitting with you and then her coming through and it was I felt her so like it was such a strong connection between her and you that it just felt like, oh, okay. There's, it was. There was no, um, no doubt, you know. So it just, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and it was awesome. And I remember leaving that day just feeling so exhilarated and calm all at the same time, and just knowing truly at that moment that it was just for now. This isn't forever.
0: Right, the separation.
1: Yes. Um, And
0: so how, okay, so how did you, how long has she been passed by the time you came for the reading?
1: Mm, Oh my gosh, I don't even remember. I'm going to say a couple of years.
0: Okay. And up until that point, like how had you been dealing with the grief? Like how did you cope and get through?
1: I hadn't. I hadn't dealt with anything. I just kept going because I had kids that needed me. Um... I did at one point have kind of close to a small nervous breakdown and have to shut down my daycare business because I just couldn't, I couldn't function. I'd lost my best friend. I'd lost my mom. I'd lost the core of my family. Like I just, I couldn't function. I didn't sleep. I didn't eat properly. My anxiety went through the roof. So there really wasn't any dealing with anything. It was more just stuffing it down and moving forward because that's, I find as women, what we do.
0: Right. Yes. Right. And so would you say, okay, so then we had the reading and then not long after, I think then you came to development circle.
1: Yes. I remember at the end of the reading, you had said, you know, I think you have this ability and I think you should look into it. And I remember kind of laughing at you and being like, mm, nope, that's a hard pass. <laughs> uh, because I had such a preconceived notion of how what mediumship would be like and if i was able to do it what it should look like.
0: Ah uh, okay. Yes.
1: So you emailed me i think about 6 months later and you're like, "Hey, i'm starting this group and i think you should join." And i laughed at that for about a week. <laughs> and then i thought, i don't even know what made me tell me to get off my ass and try.
0: Yeah. But something
1: gave me the nudge, and just Mom, said, you know what? Probably my mother. You know, give yeah. me a little kick in the butt. Come on, you twit! Let's get going. Right. And uh, yeah, from there, it's just been amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh,
0: well, and I would say too. I think that that learning about how spirit works and working with energy yes. would have been such a, a helpful tool to help you too embrace your relationship with your mom in spirit instead of feeling like the the immense profound loss. 100%. Sometimes you still feel it, but at least then it was sort of like this way to still keep that communication alive. Yep. Um, and so I think, yeah, lots of times people do sort of stumble into development, not realizing that it's actually yes, you're learning to do it for other people, but it's also very healing for yourself.
1: Oh, a 100%, a 100%. And I think getting past all these preconceived notions of how it's supposed to be. Yes. Because as you and I know, everyone works with energy differently. Yeah. And for me, my biggest blockage was, I assumed I would hear um, spirit in a different voice. So when I have a conversation, I assumed I would hear the other person not it be like a thought in my own head. Lovely. And I think that was my biggest stumbling block in all of my development was getting past that. And yeah, I think it was actually you doing a healing on me mm-hmm. when I was pregnant with Caden. Oh my gosh. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. And um, your aunt coming through and she was just so pushy and so bossy and so determined for me to pass on this message. That I had to. Yes. Right?
0: I I <laughs> yes. That. And then it was like, then I think, yeah, you kind of realize that, oh, this could be a feeling. Yes. Or it could be a thought or it could be a combination of all of those things. Yeah. And I used to think the same thing. Like I thought that if I was truly a medium that I would be seeing spirit in, in solid form. Right, like, right in front of me, yes. me and it would be very much like a, I could ask them anything and they would just tell me the answer. Yes. And I think for that reason, I just doubted myself for way too long, not realizing that that isn't usually, I mean, I would say maybe once in a while there's somebody who has that experience, but it's not common. It's not the norm. Um, no. And it's, it's sort of like done, I think as a disservice because then people think that, oh, it's just as easy as you just basically just living your life and the spirits just tell you things. And you <laughs> yes. And they don't recognize how that like into having these experiences with spirit and that it is very much like a combination of all of those different things. Yes. Putting it together, piecing it together, and then creating that sort of connection. So, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I remember feeling the same. Um, right? How, yeah, so how is your mom since she's passed? How has she shown you guys that she's still with you? Like what kind of signs does she bring?
1: Oh, she does everything. I think my two favorite um was one with my son on his birthday. He was very much still in the mindset that it was done, it was finished, there is no afterlife, he had lost her, and this was the end. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't listen to me and my (laughs) lecturings on how to ask for signs and how to do all this stuff, and he just kind of laughed at me and shut me down. And the day before his birthday, her favorite flower was an iris, and her favorite color was purple. And this, he had this bedroom window, and he was half underground, so it's like, the dirt was kind of like, window level, yeah. and, but it was sand, nothing grew there. Yeah. And this purple iris, with the most giant head I have ever seen, bloomed facing his bedroom. Overnight? Pretty much. Like, it just popped up, we opened the window one day, and it was there, and he, his mouth <laughs> literally dropped. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you put that there. And I'm like, I uh, swear yeah. to God, I did not. That's insane.
0: Wow. And he and he knew that was her favorite flower and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Wow. And
1: from then on, he was a little bit more accepting of what we like to call my woohoo. Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> I mean, if I if that was me, I would be like thanking my lucky stars. I would yeah. be so Oh,
1: so grateful. And then the other time was my daughter's graduation, which was oh, oh. three or four years ago. And I asked my mom to come because it was, they were, had such an incredible bond.
0: I remember that. yeah. Yes.
1: And I said, I need, I need you today. Like, I can't do this without you. Yeah. And I remember being like on the grounds and taking pictures because it was at a golf course and it's so beautiful and not a fricking dragonfly in sight. And I'm like, seriously, like, where are you? Come on. And I remember saying out loud, like, well, this is dumb. And I was mad. I admit I was mad because she was letting me down. And we were waiting for my daughters. They'd left, and then we'd gone to a different area for her limo to pull up. Mm -hmm. So in the driveway, surrounded by cars, no beautiful greenery, and here is this dragonfly that is literally hovering hovering two inches from my face. And it just stood there. Wow. And I was like, okay, sorry, Mom. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. But... (laughs) That's amazing. Right? I think we also have to remember it's not always on our time, right? yeah,
0: exactly. And that's the hardest thing to try to explain. Like if we struggle with that sometimes, you have to understand from a person who's not mediumistic and who maybe doesn't even really know about spirit. If we try to tell them to ask for signs and then it doesn't happen when they ask for it exactly the way they think it's going to happen, that is very, very hard for them to comprehend. It is. Um, and it's frustrating for people and the more, I find the more you try to control it, the more you try to like push it, force it, yep. the the harder it becomes. And it's almost like you have to be sort of so surrendered to it just that like, okay, when it happens, it happens. And then it yes. it does. Yes. But we do definitely kind of make it more difficult, I think, than it needs to be.
1: I think we do too. And I think a lot of the times it maybe doesn't come in the form that we're expecting. So with my mom, I always think dragonflies, but maybe it's a pair of earrings that somebody gives me, or maybe you know it's a business card that somebody hands me, or it's a truck that drives by with a logo. I think it's really being open to any form of a sign that you've asked for in any way.
0: Exactly. Well, I remember I said to a client one time in a reading that her dad was going to bring her a leaf. Yeah. And <laughs> she was like, "Oh, great! Um, so i gonna walk outside and see a leaf." Oh. and I was like, I felt so kind of embarrassed. I was like, "Yeah, I know that's kind of um, general," um, yeah. but I was like, "No, oh, this is what he's showing me." So I just had to say it to you. And she's like, "Okay." And then she she called me or messaged me later that evening, and she said. I left the reading. I went out for dinner with my friend because it was like a bur- her birthday, and yeah. she, her friend had given her this wallet as a gift, and it had this beautiful green leaf like um like on the front, kind of like a oh. like a embroidered type thing on the front. Yeah, and I was <laughs> like. Oh, so that ding, was such ding, a, ding. Yeah, like, a good moment for me because I was like, okay, yes, they don't doubt, you know, what they give. And then also for her to realize, oh wait a minute, like it could come in a very unexpected way. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, so it's good to it's definitely good to keep that in mind. Um, definitely. So what would you say was the most frustrating part? of your, or thus far, you know, your, your development, like journey, like what is the most challenging part of it?
1: I think letting go of Mm self-doubt. I literally am always just in my own way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think for a lot of us developing our skills, I mean, I think as mediums and psychics and healers, we're always developing that never, ever stops for us.
0: Agreed, yeah.
1: But I think on our journey, it's a lot of the time, you know, maybe you don't have a reading that goes quite as well as you would like it to or something, you know, you're feeling a little bit blocked and then you start to question and then you get in your own head. Well, should I be doing this?
0: <laughs> yeah, psych yourself out. and You do. It becomes sort of this internal conflict. And I agree. I also think sometimes we, like we don't, as intuitive as we are and as psychic as we are, it's sometimes really hard to judge um, how someone's receiving the information. Yes. I'm like thinking that the person is really puzzled or they're not really getting it and they kind of don't like it. And then afterwards, they're like, oh my God, that was so amazing. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I spent the whole time thinking that they like hated it. Yes. And then, like, oh no, they're just thinking or they're just trying to like understand maybe how this works, you know. with Processing, the right? Just processing. Yeah. Yeah, and I noticed this, too, because now that we do so much on, like, um, Zoom, yes. I just see my face when I talk sometimes, and I'm like, oh, my God, my face looks so confused, or I look so, <laughs> like, I look so, sometimes, like, mad, but I'm not. I'm just thinking. Yeah. So yeah. now I realize that, oh, okay, like, you can't really judge that. And also, I think, too, the, the validity and the information and the confirmation, all these things is not really dependent upon the person who's receiving it. You know, I think we have to also recognize that people are going to have a variety of different ways of receiving the information, but it doesn't make it less um, good or less valid just because somebody might not understand necessarily, you know, something that we've from spirit, so I think it's it's a tough. It's psychologically kind of tough. I think you kind of have to be really, really grounded and, and sure of who you are, and then able to express yourself and not be too dependent upon the reaction or the praise or anything from the person that you're reading for.
1: I totally agree. I think we really need to stay focused on that. What we are doing is bringing healing. Period. It is whether it's through a reading, um, through mediumship, through healing, whatever it is, we are at the core. End result is bringing this person healing and things that will help them move forward in a positive manner.
0: Yeah. And sometimes it's just planting a seed. Yes. The information and they might be like, "Eh, whatever, But (laughs) but actually then time goes by And then certain things occur and happen and they go, oh, and then they start to really think about it and understand it. You know, so sometimes we're meant to be, yeah, this, this huge catalyst for healing and change. Sometimes it's just literally to plant the seed. Yes. So I I think, you know, taking the pressure off of having to convince anybody or like, you know, do stuff like that, which is sort of up to the person you know it's yeah. each, each their own and we kind of can only do um what we can do bring through what comes through and be open and receptive and basically be that voice for spirit exactly the rest of it is, is sort of out of our hands um what do you think was the most like fun part or the part of like development that you have have like really loved I think probably
1: one of my favorite parts was just sitting in a group of like-minded women knowing I was no longer alone and I wasn't as weird as I thought I was. (laughs) So, right? Like during Development Circle, the classes that I did with you, it was just, it was like walking in the door and coming home. It was fun. We could be honest. We could practice without fear or judgment. Um, Yeah, so I think that probably... Probably is one of my favorite parts, one of the funnest, I guess, was just mm-hmm. being able to really delve into what I was capable of um, being supported by like-minded ladies and yourself, of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. It's, it's important to have that as a basis, right? So yeah. Somewhere that, you know, also, I think it's a bit of an escape from yes. life. It's like actually like, Ooh, like you time that you set aside for yourself that you can just do what you love to do. Um, and for the longest time I remember that you were saying it was book club. Um your family family thought you were going to book club. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I told my kids I was going to book club.
0: Uh Yeah. So I'll never (laughs) forget that. Like whatever works. I mean, just get yourself I think as I mean, as women, as especially too as moms, for me when I went to circle um in the beginning, it was like that was the only thing that I did for myself. So like, you know, it was something to look forward to. It was like time and space where you just have a mental break. Yep. You are not responsible for anybody else in those, in those, you know, times that you're there. And then that connection to spirit becomes very, very addictive. You know, you start. Yes. to. So I think it's, yeah, it's one of those things. Once you start, it's like really hard to stop. It's hard hard to stop wanting more of that feeling, you know, and feeling really close to spirit. Yes, I agree. What about um I know so okay, so you've done your intuitive development and worked with spirit. How about your um healing? The Reiki healing and the head massages that you do? Like what is that? Can you tell people who don't know? What is that all about?
1: Um, so Reiki is just an old Japanese um I wanna say tradition, but that's probably not the right word, but it's to put it very simply, it's energy healing. So every interaction we have with people, we pick up their energy. So whether it's a positive interaction or a negative interaction, every time we have an exchange, even like you and I are right now, I'm going to leave a little bit of me with you, and you're going to leave a little bit of. Uh, You with me. It's just kind of how it works. Um, And a lot of the times, the energy builds up in our bodies and it can create blockages. These blockages can create stress, they can create anxiety, um, and things just don't function properly. So, energy healing is just taking that energy and getting it flowing again to align ourselves. Um, I recently had a cancer patient come and she had never, she was totally not into really into what I did she came very apprehensively but she was kind of like I've been told it helps I just need to try so for today I'm kind of open (laughs) I'm like okay and so we did our thing and at the end she just looked at me and she goes wow I can't even explain what just happened it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a massage for your insides but without touching she's like that's the closest I can come to explaining what just happened amazing Yes, and I absolutely I love it. I get a lot of messages um, during Reiki. Spirit will come through, or they'll show me parts. um, Like I had a lady come, and she had ovarian cysts, and they showed me that, or reflux, or like any sorts of weird things just seem to pop up. I find uh, Reiki very healing. People leave calmer. They feel a little bit more. um, I want to say ready to kind of take on life again. It's just kind of. yeah, kinda like a little bit of pep for your soul. I've been finding I've had a lot of kids coming lately. Well,
0: that's which, interesting. Yeah, yes. I want to ask you about that because I've had some questions recently from people about um kids who are sensitive, kids who are seeing spirit and being scared. So what what do you find the kids are coming for? What are they what are they kind of struggling with mostly? Um, mostly
1: with anxiety. So yeah. whatever however that is mass manifesting for them. Yeah. Um So with kids, I love it because they're such great energy absorbers because they're still young. They haven't been told no, that this doesn't exist yet. Um, So their sessions are usually typically fairly quick, maybe 20 minutes Mm -hmm. um, because they're just so open to it all. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we usually end off with a little guided meditation that just takes a couple minutes. And um, yeah, they love it. They leave just feeling kind of, Say I don't want to say safe, but they just—I don't know. It's hard to describe. But I haven't had a child come and not want to come again.
0: Yeah, which it
1: really is. It really is.
0: I think there's so much need for it, you know. So, Ricky is and healing and energy healing. Yes, it works on the physical level for physical pain, but I think it's amazing for the emotional body and the spiritual body. And kind of kind of bringing it all together. So that mind, body, soul connection, a hundred percent. And there's such a need for it. I find that especially right now, not everyone is everyone that I encounter seems to be, you know, really struggling with some kind of anxiety, but also kids, our kids are like you said, they're so open. And I think part of that's because they've just come from spirit, you know, so they're still, um, they're still really like receptive and, they are absorbing all of this energy and all of this stuff that's going on in the world. And it makes perfect sense that they would need some kind of um, guidance or some kind of help to manage their energy, you know, and to just give that little bit of extra boost of healing, I think is pretty powerful.
1: I agree. I agree. They're such little sponges. They just need, yeah. They just need outlets. They need to be able to have a safe space to relax, to have quiet, um, and to let, yeah, to let Reiki do its kind of the healings do its job.
0: Mm-hmm. So, with your other part of your life, so you are working um, with with kids in your in your day to day physical life. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say? Like, would you agree that children with special needs are highly intuitive?
1: Oh, highly intuitive, highly intuitive. Um, we actually work with another lady that also is a Reiki healer, um, works with a little boy at our school and with parents' permission, of course, she does groundings with him and he loves having the Reiki symbols drawn on his feet and Aww. he asks for it. Like, yeah, it's really, it's really neat, but they are so open and they are so intuitive and they are often so in touch with, but it's almost like being over in touch, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, their energy is amazing.
0: Even I find with kids, especially who are nonverbal, they're so psychic, they're so intuitive that as long as they can be in touch with someone who's also in touch with themselves and quite intuitive, they have this really powerful method of communication um, telepathically. You know, So it's not something that... Um, I don't think is stopping them. I think that they're actually such great communicators. It's just not verbal.
1: Yes. They find other ways, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is incredible. So it's, yeah, it's neat to see that. And I would say, I guess recently I had someone asking about um, what to do with kids who are afraid of spirit. What would your Um, advice be? Yeah. Um, I've had a couple
1: of those recently as well where, you know that they're sensing spirit or that they can hear Mm -hmm. spirit and they find it very overwhelming. And I just think teaching them um, that it's safe, that it's not a scary monster that's trying to come through, that it is, um, you know, love and light. And just I think if it's becoming more than they can handle at this time, then asking spirit to stop the communication for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they need to be taught to deal with it, taught to um, set boundaries yes. when it's okay and when it's not okay. Like even simply if, you know, before they're falling asleep, and this is when, because you're more open when you are kind of in between the sleep and not sleep, Um. that sometimes spirit will come in and they'll be chatting and then the child can't sleep. So the child just asking spirit to come at a different time. I find often spirits very... Um, open to, you know, changing their time of day that maybe they kind yeah. of pop in if they know it's disruptive.
0: Totally. I agree. Like giving, giving them the, the feeling that they are empowered to be open or not open, you know, and that they can literally turn the light switch off in their mind, you know, when they're wanting to just be human and just be in the physical human world and and that it's overwhelming. Yes. Know, with that sort of incoming, information all the time. Um, I also think too, too, to, to tell them that, um, you know, it's they're in charge, you know, so they can, they can decide, like you said, have those boundaries. Um, with the anxiety at night, I think it's because also all of a sudden everything is quiet, Mm
1: -hmm. everything is
0: slowed down. There's not really the same sort of distraction that we have during the day. Yeah. Then it's all, all of a sudden, like they become very aware of spirit, and so it can feel with if they don't have the tools or they don't have the experience of, of you know, what spirit's all about. It does kind of manifest as something scary because it's unknown to yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it is important. Um, what about I? I kind of. I mean, I know we both have. Um, have worked and continue to work with the angels. Um, any favorite angels that you like to call upon or work with in your practice? Um,
1: I think always Archangel Michael is yeah. always my first go-to. <laughs> right. Yeah, <same. laughs> um, and then um, I find I call in when I'm dealing with um, – people that are maybe having relationship mm-hmm. issues um archangel daniel Yep, i'll call him in as well um but quite honestly before i start my reiki sessions i call in everybody
0: <laughs> i'm like yeah, Every-
1: everybody come let's just let's all party together let's do this as a team because yep
0: yeah. <laughs> i'm like saint ascended right? master teacher yeah yeah, everybody. Um, loved ones. Yeah, I I agree. They yeah. all know too. I'm just like, okay, guys, I don't even have to say the whole spiel anymore of like exactly who. I'm just yep. like, we understand that they are a group yep. and we are being called upon. So, exactly.
1: <laughs> we need everybody.
0: That, yeah. Archangel Michael, I think must have such an amazing fan club because like everyone, oh my gosh, loves yes. him. everyone loves him. I feel like so many people are like kind of like crushing on him just because he's so like powerful and just the energy that he gives. Plus he's just like this kind of like, in a way he kind of feels like he's the protector, but also kind of like a rescuer, you know, he's kind of yes. got that energy of swooping in and, you know, <laughs> intervening. So, yeah, I yes. know lots of people are all about Archangel Michael. Definitely. What about crystals? Cause I know that you are, working with them quite often and also that you've got an online crystal, um, store set up. So what, what kind of interested you or like, how did you get into crystals?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think it started off with making bracelets a few years ago, which I still do and just kind of tuning in to what I was drawn to for different people. Mm-hmm. So people would message me, "Hey, can you make me a bracelet?" Um, and they'd either say, "You know, I want to. I'm trying to deal with anxiety, or um, I'm needing to let a relationship go, or whatever they're trying to work on." And I would pick stones to make for kind of their request. Right. And I've always loved crystals. I mean, who doesn't? They're beautiful. Um, <laughs> and I have. I think my mom actually started me off on rose quartz, and I have this big collection of different rose quartz pieces. Um, And I love Rose Quartz because a lot of people think it's just about love, which it kind of is, but it's also about Mm self-love, which I think is so important for us before we can look at any other kind of love. Um, But yeah, and then my girlfriend Leah and I were kind of chit-chatting and she's like, I think you should do this, you know, I can help you and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, "Mm, maybe if spirit wants me to, it'll figure it out. Right. (laughs) And then, you know, spirit works in the form of Leah. So she just started sending me all these websites and all these links. And I'm like, well, I'll do a little order and we'll see kind of where it goes. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, now my house is full of crystals.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it
1: is. (laughs) It's so addicting. And then somebody will be messaging me and they're like, hey, do you have any blah, blah, blah in stock? And I'll be like, (gasps) oh. No, I've never even heard of that. Let me research it. And then now I'm this is something else I need to carry because how amazing it sounds. And then it comes and I can't even explain if you've never kind of gone into the crystal world, the energy you feel while holding one that belongs to you.
0: It's it's pretty powerful. It is. And it's one of those things that I think because it's of the earth. It's just such a magical like ancient gift that you can yeah. give yourself, And I think people get so hung up on like, how do I know? And like, what is it going to do? And what is <laughs> yes. it? Like and I'm like, literally, I don't know. I always have just gone in, put something in my hand. If I, if I'm attracted to the color or if I like the way that it looks, or I just feel intuitively like, Ooh, this is interesting. Pick it up, hold it in my hand. And I'll know you feel like, connected to it you'll feel tingly sometimes it'll get hot in your hand whatever but you just know okay there's some kind of connection here and then I'll look it up or you know sometimes like if you're in a store store they'll have a little write-up and you look and it's like oh it's actually meant for blah 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 and it'll be exactly what you're going through in that moment so I think that spirit really orchestrates that
1: Oh, definitely. I think you're definitely drawn to what you need, not necessarily what you want.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. I'll like see one and it's like not even that pretty. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't really like want to buy this. But then when you actually hold it or when you actually like, you know, read up on it, you're like, oh, this is exactly what I need.
1: Yeah. It's fun. And it's funny how that works. It may be like a color you just is not... Not your style, or a shape that's kind of different that you're just drawn to, but you're like, mm, that's not really me. But spirit knows, <laughs> it's yeah, not up
0: to us. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting how it works, and it's true. You start, and then you start having like a collection. Yeah, but yeah. to meditate with them, to have them in your, you know, in your pocket, or <laughs> I always laugh when we were in class and. We'd all have our like crystals in our bras because, like, as women, we don't always have pockets. You exactly, know? you gotta have somewhere to keep them. Yeah. Or when I would go to yoga and I'd forget that I had one in my bra, and then they'd do like certain position, and like they would all come out of my bra. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd on the ground, that was <laughs> but, I... <laughs> it's like, where else are you gonna put them?
1: Yeah, we've all been there, done that. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of my favorite things. Um, Coming back to kids and crystals is worry stones.
0: Mm-hmm. Having
1: like the thin little stones that they can keep in their pockets. And usually when kids come, i just let them pick one and they'll pick whatever color they're drawn to. And it's great for kids that have anxiety or whatever because they can keep it in their pocket. They rub it. It feels neat. Often I find when I'm working with crystals, they'll become warm. Do you get that too? Yes. Right? Yes. The energy in them. Mm-hmm. Especially during Reiki when I'm using them for Reiki.
0: For sure. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And also to be able to have, um, I think at night sometimes, like a, a black tourmaline or something like that beside the bed that can kind of just absorb any anxiety or any kind of like energy. Yes. tourmaline's
1: good for that. Obsidian's good for that. And then I also like to have a chunk of howlet because mm. it's very calming and can help was that whole process of sleep that some of us
0: aren't so good at yeah yeah <laughs> you know. um, remind me to get a piece of halolite from you um, for myself um, that's the one it's like white with black stripes. it's kind of like white with gray yeah okay yeah no that's cool yeah. that's a beautiful stone um awesome well so that's yeah. so that's cool so you're doing like online kind of um is it like a auction or online just basically showing what you've got and then people people purchase them.
1: Yeah, so I do lives, mm, once every once a week, once every couple of weeks or <laughs> like last night I just went and posted kind of like a little short video of all the stock that I have. And then yeah, you can order off the lives, you can order um just by messaging me looking through my page and if there's something that you're specifically looking for, um I can usually find it and order it and for you as well. So I love that's, helping people find their
0: stones. So cool. Yeah. And what's your favorite, say, top top three crystals personally? What are your three favorites? I know it's like picking favorite I know. children.
1: It like, is. It is like picking favorite children. Every time I post, I'm like, I so love this. And I'm like, I'm not lying. I love them all. <laughs> um, I think amethyst is probably my top just mm-hmm. because of its calming and its uh, helping to promote psychic connection, helping to develop our intuitive. Um, Plus it's purple and that's my mama's favorite color. So amethyst is my always number one favorite. Uh, Rose quartz is probably my second, just because it really teaches you self-love. Okay, I'm going to do four. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Clear quartz, uh, Mm. because clear quartz is like the Archangel Michael of crystals. It is the master healer. And it amplifies all the other energy of any crystals you put near it. And then my last is probably Moonstone, which is funny because I don't love the color of Moonstone, but I was so drawn to it and I still am. And it's all about new beginnings. Mm. So for me, that's a big one. It's never too late to start again. It's never too late to start something new. Yeah. So I guess, okay, so it was my top four and I'll stop now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. So okay, I'm gonna see if I can give top three. Okay, what are yours. Um, I love citrine. Mm. I think citrine is such a like a abun- stone of abundance and manifestation, and just yes. like that lucky, kind of like a lucky kind of stone. Um, I also really like aventurine, and that's yes. like that kind of one. And I think that for me, that just is very soothing emotionally and kind of just like it just feels like a wave of calm. Yes. So I really like that. And there was another one. Now, I wonder if I can remember the name. It's like – I don't know if I can remember the name. I have to look it up. Um, but those, those two, I would say, are up there. And then I really do enjoy – the rose, I would say the rose quartz as well. I think mm-hmm. that's like one of the first ones that I was ever introduced to. Yes, and that's one that just seems to be always a loving kind of um almost like angelic kind of oh, that's there's another one, sorry, angelite, angelite. I really, yeah, I really like angelite, and that's that connection to the angel. So, um, but yeah, the I mean. Honestly, I haven't really had a crystal that I haven't really loved. This is true. So yeah, this is not really one that I can say, Ew, I don't like it. No. Um, no. <laughs> it's a problem. Um, so <laughs> Awesome. Well, I mean, I think um, the the only other thing I would say is um, how can people find you?
1: Um, I think Facebook is probably the best bet at the intuitive soul. I have Uh, I am on Instagram. I'm trying really hard (laughs) to post more on Instagram. My daughter has always given me the gears. I'm not a young chickie anymore. So I don't know all these social media things. But Facebook is probably the easiest before crystals and kind of everything.
0: Yes, awesome. Yeah, I would say too. I mean, for those of you who don't know, um, Rochelle has been helping me, uh, assisting me, business managing me. Um, so I want to just say, you know, thank you for all of that support, all of that help, and also how proud I am of you because you know you're someone who has worked really hard. You've taken your development and everything you've done with Spirit so seriously. And to the point where, you know, I feel like you work with such integrity, and that you do recognize, you know, that it isn't about us, that it's actually about spirit. And I really appreciate and see like so much growth over, you know, the time that we've known each other. And it's just been awesome to see it. So I'm really, really super proud of you. And I know you did good work. And that it's just been a blessing to continue to have you in my life. So
1: Oh, thank you so much. And I, you know, will say the same back to you because I would not be here on this journey without you. So every day I am grateful
0: uh every day meant to be for sure truly (laughs) hmm, let's find a way to get these two together (laughs) Um, so that's awesome well thank you so much for for coming on as a guest and for sharing all of your uh information and i mean i'll be talking to you soon but hopefully you'll come back again
1: uh, down the
0: road and yeah we can chat again it was awesome all right thanks guys and take care Bye.